0: Hello and welcome to The Top Story, a podcast with headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Tian Yu. Coming up in this edition, the 54th Annual Meeting of the World Economic Forum gets underway in Switzerland on Monday. The White House says it's time for Israel to scale back its military operations in Gaza, and Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi had signed a plan on pushing forward the China-Egypt Comprehensive Strategic Partnership during his visit to Cairo. We begin in Europe. The 54th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum is being held in Switzerland this week. Chinese Premier Li Chang is leading a delegation to the forum. Discussions at the Davos Forum will include security and AI. Juliet Mann takes a look at why they are the biggest challenges and what approach can be adopted to face up to them.
1: The power elite are in town, 1600 global businesses, 150 notable disruptors across industries and 60 heads of state and government, including China's Premier Li Chang, who'll ponder the global challenges the world is facing and how to solve them at the World Economic Forum's 2024 annual meeting. The theme this year is rebuilding trust, promoting a back to basic spirit of openness and looking at the world's problems through four main lenses. Firstly, security, defence spending is rising as bitter conflicts rage in Europe, the Middle East and Africa. Cyber attacks are also a growing threat. Next, economic growth and jobs. How can a decade of sluggishness be avoided? And can we harness artificial intelligence to benefit all? How should we balance the need for regulation as well as innovation for societal good? lastly climate change how can we develop a carbon neutral world by 2050 if that all sounds a bit heavy it's because the global risks outlook is gloomy last year the buzzword was polycrisis lots of tensions all coming together from environmental degradation global conflicts and economic stress not much has changed since then according to the World Economic Forum they liken it to a big bowl of spaghetti of complex and intertwined risks and if you try and tug at a bit of it it's so slippery everything moves around you don't know where to start so you need a strategy and you need people to build momentum.
2: So the way the program and the way the annual meeting will move and evolve over the course of the next week uh, will be to focus a lot on solutions to really get the leaders, both from the public and the private sector, come together and. What we had noticed on our side is for far too long, people have focused a lot on the diagnosis of the problems. Um, and that's something which we want to change, and that's the narrative which we want to kind of take forward. The second front of it is to provide leaders with the right insights. Because if you are to take a decision, if you are to take uh, move towards solutions, you need to have the right insights, you need to have the right foresight for, uh, foresight for it as well.
0: That was a look at the main agenda on this year's Davos Forum in Switzerland. In the Middle East, the White House says it's time for Israel to scale back its military operations in Gaza. However, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu insists that his country will continue his campaign until what he calls a total victory. Nearly 24,000 people have died as the Israel-Hamas conflict reaches the 100-day mark. Hamas says it has lost contact with some hostages under heavy Israeli shelling. Meanwhile, the Israeli military says it has completed a series of strikes on Lebanon after a missile from across the border killed two civilians in Israel. Hezbollah's leader says Israel has failed to achieve its goals and the group won't stop cross-border attacks until a ceasefire is in place for Gaza. He also addressed the issue of hostilities in the Red Sea. Zahra Alderzi reports from Beirut.
3: Hezbollah Secretary General Hassan Nasrallah warns that U.S. strikes against Yemen will harm all shipping in the Red Sea. In a televised speech on Sunday marking the one-week anniversary since a senior military commander was killed, Nasrallah said aggression by the U.S. and its allies is foolish and will not prevent the Houthis from targeting ships which are linked to Israel.
0: What the Americans did in the Red Sea will harm the security of all maritime navigation. Israeli ships and ships going to occupy Palestine will continue to be targeted.
3: He traded the only way to stop the conflict on multiple fronts in the region is reaching a ceasefire in Gaza.
0: The security of the Red Sea, the peace at the Lebanese border, the situation in Iraq and all developments in the region all depends on one thing, stopping the aggression against Gaza.
3: Nasrallah announced Hezbollah's readiness for war if the southern front did not calm down. He had previously warned during a speech last week the fighting would be without sealing the rules, warning Israel of the consequences of waging a war against Lebanon. He accused the U.S. administration of contradiction between words and deeds regarding the expansion of the conflict in the region.
4: Well, the U.S. uh, tried to send threats against Lebanon, warning of uh, imminent Israeli uh, escalation. However, the response of Hezbollah was that we are not afraid of uh, such an escalation. We have all the means to defend Lebanon, to uh, retaliate and to inflict heavy injuries and casualties on the Israelis, especially that uh, the uh, resistance in Lebanon is much stronger than the resistance in Gaza.
3: During his speech, Nasrallah said the Israeli army was unable to achieve any of its declared or undeclared goals in Gaza. He said intimidation is of no use. He added that Israel is the one which should fear war and be scared.
0: That was Zahra Al-Derzi in Beirut. In Africa, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi had signed a plan on further committing to the China-Egypt Comprehensive Strategic Partnership during his visit to Cairo. During the first stop of Wang's Four Nation Africa tour, the senior Chinese diplomat also discussed the situation in Gaza and China's ties with the Arab world with Egyptian and Arab officials. Adlao Maruki has more from Cairo.
4: Egypt was the first stop in Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi's Africa tour. He held talks with Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el Sisi. Wang delivered a congratulatory message from Chinese President Xi Jinping to el Sisi following his re election last month. The Chinese diplomat reiterated China's commitment to support Egypt's developmental aspirations. <laughs>
2: China and Chinese companies have through the past 10 years had their great participation in Egypt's development efforts. We value what China has achieved in development. It is a role model for developing countries for work and political will to progress and develop. We look forward to benefiting from the Chinese model. The fields of cooperation between us are numerous.
4: Egypt once again reaffirmed its commitment to the one China principle as well as cooperating with China in resolving regional crises. The war in Gaza topped the talks between the two foreign ministers. We are working with Arab and Islamic countries to
2: cease the fire and fighting. The Palestinian crisis has lasted for 76 years. This is a historic injustice that should not continue any longer. A ceasefire and an end of fighting must be reached as soon as possible. That is an ultimate priority that surpasses any other considerations ensuring the flow of aid is an ethical commitment that cannot be postponed. The resolutions regarding the aid to Gaza issued by the Security Council must be
4: implemented. According to the two foreign ministers, lasting peace in the Middle East must be through the creation of an independent Palestinian state. Wang and Shukri said that the international community must endorse a time plan to reach that goal. Palestine, too, topped the talks with the Secretary General of the Arab League, Ahmed Aboul Ghit. Wang's last official meeting in Cairo also discussed means to expand the china arab cooperation forum so that it can be a platform to support development in the region. Wang Yi's visit saw so China and Egypt commit to boosting their bilateral relations throughout the next five years. The two foreign ministers have signed the executive program that will guide the two countries' comprehensive strategic partnership until 2028. That was Al Maruki on the Chinese foreign
0: minister's visit to Egypt. Still on the continent, the political party of the Democratic Republic of the Congo's president-elect Felix Shisekedi has won 66 seats in the parliamentary elections that were held last December. The wing has placed the Union for Democracy and Social Progress Party ahead of 44 other parties that fielded candidates in the race. The country's electoral commission made the announcement on Sunday as it released provisional results of the legislative post. Chris Ochamringa reports
2: tallies released by the democratic republic of congo's electoral commission put the union for democracy and social progress party ahead in the parliamentary race with sixty six seats those seats will enable President Felix Tshisekedi to maintain his ruling coalition and give him the majority required to name a new government. The coalition, known as the Sacred Union, controlled 390 seats in the outgoing parliament. More than 20,000 candidates contested in the parliamentary elections last year for the 500 seats available in the National Assembly. The polls were marred by widespread irregularities and technical problems. The DRC's electoral commission cancelled the votes of 82 candidates last week for allegedly engaging in vote rigging and other electoral malpractices. Some of the candidates have filed cases in court challenging the electoral body's decision. The announcement of the parliamentary results comes five days after the constitutional court confirmed President Felix Chisekedi's election victory. He is said to be sworn in on January 20th in the capital, Kinshasa.
0: That was Chris Ochamringa reporting from Kinshasa. To North America, Severe weather in the United States is a cause for concern in Iowa ahead of the first voting event of the presidential election. Snow and prolonged freezing temperatures over the weekend have hampered or forced the cancellation of some campaign events. The National Weather Service has warned of life-threatening wind chills. The latest post suggests that former President Donald Trump will win the state as Republican candidates deliver the final push of their campaign.
5: Dan Williams reports from Des Moines. After months on the campaign trail, crisscrossing crossing the tiny but significant U.S. state of Iowa, it all comes down to this. The first much, vote wow. in this year's presidential election will be cast in Monday evening's Iowa caucuses. It will provide an indication as to who voters want as the Republican presidential candidate. Former President Donald Trump is the front-runner. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and South Carolina's former Governor Nikki Haley are both hopeful of an upset and soon the Iowa public will have its say.
3: The first person that I went to listen to was Nikki Haley. I immediately felt very confident and comfortable with her and every day since then, she has convinced me she's a fresh voice. It's gonna be DeSantis or it's gonna be Haley, okay? Trump cannot do it in a general. I believe that Trump is going to um, win.
5: The freezing winter weather has already had an impact on what was expected to be a final frantic push on the campaign trail. Trump cancelled three of the four rallies that he had planned for the weekend. The former president's campaign also continues to face a variety of legal challenges. So after a bruising few months on the campaign trail across Iowa, the Republican presidential candidates will soon find out whether their message has resonated with voters. But the Iowa caucuses are more than simply who gets the most votes. The latest poll suggests Trump will win big in Iowa, but also predicts Haley will edge past DeSantis to finish second. The question of who comes in second is really important. Ron
0: DeSantis has put all of his efforts and energy into Iowa. Um, He's crisscrossed the state. If he finishes third, he's in real trouble nikki haley in contrast has been um doing much better in new hampshire which is the state that happens after iowa so if she comes in second right she has momentum the story becomes donald trump wins that's obvious but that the real challenge to
5: him now is nikki haley this is just the first nominating vote in a long primary season but the pressure on the various candidates for a good showing in iowa is already clear to see that was dan williams in iowa
0: Recapping today's headlines, the 54th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum gets underway in Switzerland on Monday. The White House says it's time for Israel to scale back its military operations in Gaza. And Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi had signed a plan on pushing forward the China-Egypt Comprehensive Strategic Partnership during his visit to Cairo. And that's it for this edition of the Top Story a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.